Premiere. Like Adobe products or anything because they don't use yeah. your graphics card outside of yeah. the when render window, the preview. And then yeah. when you go to actually encode, it'll use your graphics card if it's set to do that. But aside yeah. from that, it's like it's all CPU and RAM while you're working on stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing where I think the, the graphics card maybe wasn't worth the money because I believe it or not, I actually don't do a lot of gaming. I mean, at least not on this computer. I, I could, but I just, you know, you I do most of my gaming. You probably should now. You just spend so much money on graphics card. <laughs> yeah, but I end up doing most of my gaming either on the Switch or on the Steam Deck now. Yeah. Well, you know, so. if you like... Final Fantasy Tactics-style games, you can always try out the demo for Diofeld Chronicle, which is available right now on Steam. Okay. It's a Square game. Gotta love them Square Enix Tactics RPGs. Yeah. Oh, I've been addicted to Graveyard Keeper. I know. Did I tell you that already? Yeah, yeah. Well... <laughs> like six times. I'll tell you, the Switch version is driving me freaking crazy... And I'm like, I almost wish I hadn't gotten it on Switch because, oh my God, it's so slow. It freezes up all the time, crashes a lot. And I'm like, oh, I wish I'd gotten it on Steam and I could play it on the Steam Deck. Because I get mods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I have it on PS5, but it's such a pain in the ass to yeah. only be able to play it on the TV. I want to play it in bed or whatever. So I got it on the Switch, and it's like, oh, this version is terrible. Uh, I don't understand it. It's yeah. like, why is it? It freezes up, and it crashes a lot. Oof. I swear. It's not, I, it's not I basically like Stardew. <laughs> no. And it's like, I mean, I'll play it for like two hours, and then it'll, and I'll basically play it until it crashes. I'll play it. Yeah, like, and it crashes like every two to three hours. So like maybe if I stopped and shut it down and started it up again, it'd be fine. But you know, I'm not really thinking about it. And yeah. then, you know, worst case, it, you lose a day because it saves at the end of every day. But um, it's so obnoxious that it actually crashes. Like, how did this even pass the Nintendo quality assurance? Apparently, no. I I doubt it's not that restream is uh, playing nice with Twitch. Um, it, it's just not the at good of a day for the internet. I, I our, we're going up and down, but we'll oh. be fine. If, if you get a second of delay or two, that's, you just have to deal with it. Sorry. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. yeah. And see, I, I don't know if it's good enough that I want to have three different versions of the same game. <laughs> I don't know if it's good enough to have it on, Yeah. To have it on PS5 and Switch and Steam. That's that that's uh reserved for special games like like Hyrule Warriors and Yeah. <laughs> and Stardew Valley. <laughs> I don't know the great. I've got games like that. Enough. I think that probably the game I have bought the most number of times. Actually, I don't know, it might be getting close with uh Final Fantasy Four now. Oh no! Actually, I think that the, the close might be Super Mario Brothers three, but the one I've probably I've definitely bought the most <coughs> number of times is uh, Cave Story. Basically, any time there's a new version of Cave Story, even if it's not new at all, it's just Cave Story Plus. I end up buying it because it's like I really like Cave Story, and I think this yeah. game needs support. <coughs> well, this is the uh, first game where I have really, really wanted 
really wished that there was a new version of the the switch because oh, it's like up restream chat that happens sometimes uh, yeah twitch and restream are stupid like that oh you've been in that situation <laughs> yeah so i mean if, if they'd come out with a newer version of the switch with faster cpu and stuff i think this game would greatly benefit oh it's funny that's actually one of the things i wanted to talk about last time that we didn't end up talking about just to uh, remind people that nintendo has no interest in upgrading the switch there was a whole article and interview about that that we didn't end up covering yeah Shoot. sorry they have uh, no interest in upgrading the switch <laughs> At, at least at the moment. Uh, why? You know, like, just because it's doing well, you know, they got to keep up. Do they? It's kind of driving me nuts. <laughs> in five years? They're not going to upgrade it in five years? It's just I, think, I mean... I think it's good for the industry. Especially because the Switch is the best thing that sells. So if you want your game to really do well, you want it on the Switch. Which means you actually have to optimize your game for low-end products. And I like that. You know, I played uh, Bloodstained entirely on the Switch, right? I liked it. Yeah. Great game. I would go back and play it again. People were complaining about it because it didn't have like these infinitely cascading backgrounds on the Switch version like it had on the other ones. Thing is, yeah. I think it maybe stuttered once when uh, Buck was watching me play it while I was playing it, but at no point did the game really have like intense problems or anything because they were forced to optimize it to work on this lower system. And there are, there are so many games that crash on the Switch because people refuse to optimize it, and I think they just should. I think like it should yeah. be a good lesson that you need to optimize for lower end systems, uh, especially if you're going to put stuff on PC anyway. Because why are you forcing everybody to shill out money for freaking graphics cards they can't even get off the market anyway because none of them are available? Especially for a game that a came out in 2018. Yeah, so it's already it's four years old, and B is basically 2D, you know, Stardew Valley style graphics i realize there's a lot going on and it has to keep up with ai and events all over yeah. the world here while when you're just in your little area but still they can't get i mean it's a it's amazing on the switch it's like every 10 seconds it'll freeze up for like a second or two maybe every 20 seconds or so and it's like why yeah. is it doing that well you know a game didn't have that problem Breath what? of the Wild, where it no. didn't render the whole map, but virtually the whole map was already set the second you enter it. Like, if you go out of a mm. shrine or whatever, it just waits till it's in your view distance before it renders anything. And it's keeping track of what enemies are doing on the other side of the map. There just aren't any rendered enemies till you get in view of them. Mm -hmm. They learned how to optimize the system real quick. Yeah, I feel like they could fix it seems like they should be able to optimize this game yeah a bit better um maybe i'll maybe i'll get on their forums and say fix the switch version yeah <laughs> otherwise but i'll be forced to spend more money and buy the steam version 
Oh, yes, yes, that'll get them to fix it quick. <laughs> yeah, damn you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be like, don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to the Vomitorium, everybody. How you doing? As always, I am your host, The Metal, and joining me is my co-host, Marsupial Gamer. How you doing today? Good, good. Can't believe it's looking like almost time to get another haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy just got one. Damn it. Today oh, will well. be our last recorded show that goes up as a uh, oh. podcast afterwards. Ooh. After this, we will be strictly a live show. So who knows what changes will cool. come with that, but be prepared. Probably nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The future has many surprises in store for all of us at all times. Yeah. Are we excited for Splatoon yeah. 3? Oh boy, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> that's that's our main topic for the day, I think. In fact, we're, we're about to roll right into it. Thank you for the segue, yeah. Chad Middleton. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched the... Uh, you want me to just show the video in the background if, while we talk want, about it? That's up to you. You can roll right into it. That's what we usually do. If I can find it. Yeah, that was a Nintendo Direct. Obviously, you should, we're not going to play the audio, so you should watch it yourself. Yeah. After today, we could play audio in the background. It doesn't matter. We're not recording this anymore. Not yeah, today, but after today. <laughs> yeah, but when we get like, don't they automatically like yeet you right in the middle of a live stream if you? No, I mean it, well, it depends. But Nintendo really doesn't do that. They just fucking claim your video oh, well, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, Nintendo maybe, but other people do. Some people don't. We, we be careful with certain ones, but Nintendo they just claim your video. They don't give a shit. Yeah. And we don't make any money off the video. If people want to support us, they can donate directly to, as it says at the bottom, streamlast.com slash vomitorium live, because we're never getting ad revenue off of this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's 30 minutes, so I'm just going to yeah. play a full. We don't have to talk about the individual things on the screen, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we were, we were talking about the big deal, which seems to be the uh, Splatfest. Oh yeah, the the big changes to Splatfest, which are, yeah. I don't know if they are controversial, but they are a bit confusing. I'll say that interesting, yeah. but confusing. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll of that, though. The Splatsville. Splatsville. Yeah, that looks. I like. I like that design. Yeah, it's cool. It's very uh, Japanese looking. Very. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of Stray actually. Stray was somewhat claustrophobic. (laughs) But yeah, so there's going to be three, uh, or or, yeah, how how do you want to, I don't know how to characterize it. One on one on one. Yeah, one on one on one. Yeah, three by three or two two by four by three. I don't know what you call it. Three teams Splatfests instead of two, instead of, you know, two teams. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, and it was... it's kind of designed like almost two one-on-one fights happening at the same time. So mm. I, it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend situation going on. I, I guess yeah. it's a good way to describe it, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like Turf War is definitely just going to end up 
decomposing into the person who's already got the lead is going to keep the lead in most circumstances because people are disorganized and just want to kill people. I know. That's what I'm worried about is that once you get the lead, it's going to be really hard to get you dislodged. But yeah, this is this is just the standard turf war. So most of the time, it's going to be the typical. Well, because it's going to be one, two back to backs, from what they said, right? Um, reading it, it's going to start off where um, two of the teams will randomly put up against each other. So at all times, there will be um, random combinations of team one and two, two and three, yeah. and one and three, all going against each other. And the team that afterwards you get pulled into another turf war, where. Oh the team that's in the lead will be set for the center stage. Um, and then the other two teams will be put on the sides of it. And as we were uh, talking earlier, it's going to be four people for the team, in the lead, and then two for each of the smaller teams. And their goal is to try to take the center stage uh, from yeah. the team in the lead, but they don't have to completely claim it. They just have to make sure that between the two of them, they have more um, mm-hmm. ground than the team in the lead does. But I still think yeah. that's going to result into chaos and all three teams trying to kill each other um, and leaving the center stage team still in the lead by the end of it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm worried about. Is that because so, yeah, you've, you're going to have, as I was describing offline, uh, yeah. Two teams of two people each on either side, a sort of a long battle area. Like a corridor turf. Yeah. And then the other, and then one team of four, where you've got two people here and two people here. And so they'll be close to the center, so they can sort of take over the center immediately. And then these two have to come in from the edges. And um, basically, they just have to get the one team in the middle to end up with less than 50% of the turf. Yeah. If, you know, if this team gets 26% and this team gets 26%, then they win. Or 25 and 26 or whatever. But, yeah, um, it's kind of like a um, like a penalty round almost, if you think about it, because you yeah. have to uh, defend the turf. Because it, it seems like the major score is still just going to be from the random one-on-one normal turf wars between the three teams and then there's like this penalty round where the person in the lead has to maintain their lead see i didn't get that i thought that when the Splatfest was on that all turf battles would be this three teams at a time thing that's not what i was reading i was reading that it was uh the normal one-on-ones but the combination of it and then afterwards you get brought into the uh the other thing mm-hmm. What do you think about the Splatana? I think it's cool. <laughs> it's got um, it's got very no more hero vibe to it, but instead of like an energy katana, it's just paint because everything is ink yeah. in this game. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting weapon. I don't know if I like the short range weapons. I just I don't. I mean, They're the rollers really are good for cool. sneaking up and assassinating people. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe maybe I should try those more often because I have such bad aim. <laughs> when it comes to like FPSs, I have such bad aim. I can never. Yeah, you just have to like, become um, Raiden from Metal Gear Solid and just sneak up and then chop somebody in half. 
Yeah, from behind or something. But um, in some of these power-ups, like this one, I don't know. It just seems underpowered, I guess. Like, okay, it gives your team potentially a speed boost or whatever. Yeah. This, this one and um, Tacticooler. I don't know. I guess that's all right. But I like I like the special weapons that explode. <laughs> yeah. I liked how the Tacticooler has this very convenience store vibe. Yeah. Because like kind of um, boutiques and convenience stores are kind of like, uh, especially in any inner city, but in Japan, it's kind of like just a part of everyday life that everyone's used to. You go and grab yeah. a snack or a drink or something real quick. Um, but also kind of, I don't know, it reminds me of the engineer from TF2, like how he would like put up his uh, little uh, station and you would go and get your ammo back from it, but instead it's a boost. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder how it's going to work, you know, in the middle of a big fast battle. Like, are people going to communicate, hey, I'm going to... Put this thing up here. Come and get your boost or whatever. I think what's what's going to happen is you have to put it behind a corner and hopefully your team notices. Because uh, yeah. if you put it out in the middle of nowhere, then anybody who goes to grab it is immediately a target if other the other teams can see the cooler. Yeah. But it doesn't work for other teams, does no, it? No, 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 no. But it, they know you're going to run up and grab it, so you become oh, a target. I see. I see. I see. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they'd probably hang around it. Yeah. So that like, this one great made... in that um, convenience store stage because it just kind of blends in with everything. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> now this thing is kind of neat because it does actual damage. Yeah. If you don't jump over the wave. Um, but it doesn't actually spread any. Now this is the kind of see, these are the kind of special weapons I like because they explode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, this shark that you ride up and then just little little pull toy splats everything around yeah. you. Now that's an old one, Tenta missiles and inkjet. Those are old ones. Yeah, it's always Inks. nice to see like returning things that they're not just throwing yeah. away the old toys in favor of new ones. Yeah, yeah. But um, Splatana. I also, I always liked in Splatoon, um, Chad says, can the other team destroy the cooler? I don't think I don't so. Know. I think it's just there. Uh, we don't know yet, though, but I, I don't even think you need to be able to because as long as you put it in view, it becomes a target, mm -hmm. right? So that's you're, you're going to want to yeah. put it, uh, maybe you can, it can not necessarily be behind a corner as long as it's low enough, ground level between some yeah. obstacles or whatever, because... There's so much things uh, on the field that are obscuring your sight as it is in that game that you're not immediately going to see it. But you don't want to just plop I'm, it there in the center of the stage. Yeah. I'm guessing it only lasts for a short time, whether you grab them or yeah. not. So even if it's got extra bonuses, if, if your team doesn't grab it, it probably disappears. Yeah. But it, it doesn't... I don't like... It just doesn't seem very much of a powerful tool i don't know well it in a game too... where mobility is big yeah. right because getting across the stage fast you can talk about your favorite strategies just running to the middle as soon as possible to try to That's grab true. as much right like yeah, I, yeah. I think it's actually going to be a really good power up for people who know when to use it yeah
we'll see. I like I like how the um, the gear, and this was the case at least in Splatoon Two, as well. The gear has its own power up, so it's not just a cool looking shirt. It's a cool looking shirt with, you know, special abilities. Yeah, you, you know, shoot harder or faster, long, you know, farther or run faster. Or... That's one thing I like about the gear in uh, Splatoon. And the fact that you can swap out the abilities. Yeah. So you can sort of really customize not just your look, but what your what your boosts are. Yeah. Uh, the whole point to different gear having different abilities is basically to make sure that you unlock all the abilities. And then once you have them unlocked, then you can kind of go freestyle with the way your character looks. Yeah. But yeah, that was always neat about Splatoon is that there was actually a reason to get new shoes or whatever, because they actually they give you up to three different abilities that you can unlock yeah. as you use them. We can rebuild them. We have the merchandise, says Buck. <laughs> I guess the only down, I mean, the nice thing is that Splatoon is well balanced, so it's like a level 10 person can fight against a level 60 and it's still pretty much balanced. I mean, except for skill and ability. Yeah. It's, you don't have a humongous advantage because I've, you know, and they usually kind of mix up the teams enough so that one team isn't typically hugely advantage over the other until yeah. you find out, that, you know, they might be, but only because of the abilities of the players. Well, also, also, play during your peak hours if you're going to play a game yeah. like this. I used to play Splat 1 in the middle of the night because that's when I typically am up. And boy, yeah. is it bad to play against Japanese players who have no life. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the thing is, you end up on it. I mean, they, the teams are random. They so are, and for some reason, with... I always end up against, like, hiring Japanese players. <laughs> yeah, with nobody on your team but losers. Yeah, <laughs> other Americans that are just up in the middle of the night. Well, that is one thing that I've noticed, like, it's a little annoying, is that if you end up on a team with certain groups of people, if you don't like them, if you just keep going back in, you end up with the same people over and over. So yeah. you have to, like, leave leave the lobby for like five minutes and come back in and then you'll get a different group. Oh yeah, no, I've, I've had that problem in so many games, especially at the time I tend to play. It's like, I'm going to just sit here for 15 minutes yeah. so I don't yeah. end up with you guys again. <laughs> yeah. And then hopefully get a better team. Yeah. Or hopefully but, they end up against yeah, I mean, you. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I mean, sometimes you'll see like you'll fight a team and it tells you at the end who the biggest you know, the person who did the most was, yeah. and then the next round they'll end up on your team. So typically, at least that's the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. I've been in call with a bunch of people who've been playing uh, splat two, uh, just getting ready for this game. And they, they keep ending up against each other and stuff yeah. like that, even though they're in call together. Yeah. Now you can sort of force, well, no, I guess you can't force being on the same team with someone. You can kind of if force being in the, in the regular... same lobby. Uh, they're, they're kind of yeah. doing that timing and, and different things. But you but... may end up on opposite teams occasionally. Yeah. Which is kind of so, what they were doing. Yeah. But, you know, 
then you can fight against each other and splat each other. <laughs> but I noticed um, this more than any other game, the matchmaking is kind of lobby-based, and that's why you have to leave. Um, yeah. Because they kind of make it, it's the same type matchmaking they use in Smash Brothers. They don't want you to know this, but Smash Brothers also uses a lobby-based uh, system. It's just mm. when somebody leaves, they put you in a new lobby in a 1v1, but you will stay mm. with those same people over and over until somebody leaves. And Splat will occasionally randomize it, but you will be in the same lobby with people over and over again for the most part until the lobby changes. Yeah, because basically at the end of a round, you can choose to say, I want to just do another round immediately. Yeah. And all those people you just fought with are going to say, I want to do another round immediately. And so you're all just going to be, at the, you know, queuing up at virtually the same time. Yeah. So you're going to end up with the same people again. But if you just wait five minutes, then their game will start. And then when you try again, they'll already yeah, be Yeah, they'll find somebody else to fill in the spot that you left vacant. Yeah, yeah. So that's one little trick. Instead of just saying, immediately go to the next round. So this seems pointless, the, um, <laughs> the locker. Yeah. I think I noticed a lot of people in the chat were... Um, loving this but it didn't give you anything i guess it's just people like to customize stuff yeah i don't know i i i kind of agree with you on this i don't i don't really care about the locker yeah yeah that's the reason i like the gear is because it actually gives you something it gives you something and actually. it's something that everybody's going to see at all like you're jumping into yeah. the match other you don't get a good look at it because everything is going yeah. so fast but it is something that you're actively using with the lockers just there yeah you have to go over to the area and look at other people's lockers and be like ooh <laughs> i don't see myself ever looking at other people's like why would i bring I myself to this area yeah that seems a little bit pointless but a lot of people in the chat when i was watching this live seemed to like it <laughs> yeah um when are they gonna get to the uh i like this though past. where you make your little um name badges or whatever because again you're gonna see this at the beginning of every single match so yeah that that's customization that's fine that's cool oh and you can yeah it you can customize what sort of victory move you make when you yeah. win <laughs> dab dab oh we gotta have the dab yeah <laughs> i didn't know I, I wasn't crazy about the crip walk that they were showing in the uh on twitter <laughs> yeah i, I think the, i would just uh, stick to the dab yeah so yeah, yes, that was there's a, gonna be lots big thing they were talking about was uh dlc yeah, they said for the next two years, at least, they'll be coming out with new stuff. I guess new new weapons, new areas. Yeah. Oh, so they added a, uh, a card game. Oh, okay. This is just, this, um, is this is just Dungeon Dice Monsters. Yeah, <laughs> Dimension <laughs> the Dice. That's right. Yeah. But it's cool. It, it mimics the, 
the territory war, which is kind of what Dungeon Dice Monsters was. So it makes sense. It's a turf war it's as a card game. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't want to, <laughs> if you want to take a break from actual Splatoon, you can do a little card game. It's like the uh, card game that was in Bravely Default 2, which was kind of just a turf war card game. Yeah. Table turf battles. That's what it's called. Yeah. Why would you start? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know why you would start away from the edge. I don't know. I guess hoping that you'd get another piece that would fit in that area. Oh, so one of the cool things that we didn't touch on when we were talking about um, the new Splatfest is that the first one will actually be free as kind of like the demo for the game. Anybody can. Yeah, I was wondering about that. It's coming yeah. out before the game comes out, right? Yes, it is going to be the pre-release demo, which they'll be using for, like, stress testing and everything like that. So yeah. anyone can download the demo uh, for the Splatfest world premiere. Uh, August 27th is when it comes out. And cool. uh, let's see, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh 12 to 12 Eastern, so, you know, bump that back. It's going to be 11 to 11 for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you'll get to try it, the whole thing. And the first flat splat fest is Rock, Paper, Scissors. Which one do you pick? <laughs> oh, Rock, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Rock is probably going to be the, the biggest one. I, I yeah. Usually there's one that outsizes the other. I've only ever been two recently, but I, I feel like it's going to be rock because I've played rock, paper, scissors with so many people that rock is the most common thing for people to throw out. Yeah. Yeah. Even though there's no particular reason for it. Just, yeah. Yeah. I think part of it is because that's like when you're shooting, that's like the default. Yeah. Thing is the, fear the on rock. And the, the version we call it, we use rock, paper, scissors, even though it was originally called scissors, paper, rock. And mm. when you translate it in other countries, scissors usually comes first. But I mean, could you imagine mm. like doing this to throw out? I know a lot of things people do open hand, <laughs> right? With no form. It's not paper or anything. It's open hand and then you yeah. form it. Yeah. So these are all the new boss salmonids. Although yeah. this one looks familiar. This one with the uh, pots and pans or whatever. Yeah, kind of. In the tower. That, that one was already there, I thought, or something similar. Yeah, it might just be a variation of something that was there before. Yeah. This one's interesting. Slamming lid. You have to you have to get it to come and slam down on you, and then you can get on top of it. Oh, nice. Kind of like See? one of those things <laughs> where you dive out at the last second. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. This guy. <laughs> He's just a mortar. Yeah. Right? This, yeah. So this looks just as stressful as always. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to be screaming at idiots. It looks like, <laughs> like um, aside from special things like the slam and lid, it is using a lot of the new mechanics from the, um, the special weapons, which I think would be a good way of getting better at the game in general, because you're like, oh, look, here's a yeah. shockwave thing I need to jump over. Like, you're just building skills doing this. Yeah, yeah. 
But I, you know, one thing I didn't, don't see is an elevator, which would be great because the elevator <laughs> is like the worst thing. Well, maybe there is one. That, yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, that was always, oh my god, the most annoying thing when someone would get on the elevator. You'd be like, wait, and then they'd go up and they'd be like, damn it, they didn't wait for me. <laughs> Nobody ever waits on the elevator. I know. <laughs> Yeah, but it's hard to it's hard to tell from the yeah the the um uh, what do you call it the arena looks different from anything I've seen before. But I haven't played this in a while, so yeah, or I haven't played Splatoon two in a while. But apparently, a big old king salmonid comes out at the end. Um, or sometimes comes out at the end that it looks like you can't kill it. Yeah. It looks like you just try to do as much damage and you get points for damage or something. But, um, and you can shoot like golden eggs at it. So, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't look too different from the old one. Not too different. Like I said too, uh, before we started, I wouldn't be surprised if Salmon Run got more complicated the longer the game goes on, just because this is something that uh, they're pushing it harder here than they did in 2, even in just the preview stuff, because they really yeah. didn't push Salmon Run that hard in the uh, marketing before 2 came out or anything like that. Uh, yeah, well, it was, it was a new thing. It yeah. wasn't in one, so... Yeah. And they're talking about having this whole two-year release schedule so i wouldn't be surprised if like they added in uh more variation events that can happen during salmon run and stuff as the game goes along yeah but you get like special gear and stuff from it which is yeah. kind of cool so you know i so i never played the dlc although i guess i have it for free now um but this uh this story mode looks like Sort of a continuation of the DLC from Splatoon 2. Yeah, because a lot of people were kind of upset about the story mode in 2 up until the DLC. In the near non-existence of it. It didn't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> story mode was just like practice mode. I mean, there wasn't really... Yeah. But you know, there are a lot of people that they just like their single player options. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's nice that they're adding it. Yeah. But, you know, they're getting rid of, or I guess they're just being integrated into the story mode. Um, shoot, I went back too far. Uh, these two characters, what were their names? Which two? Well, uh, These two. They How were the... Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's always nice the, to see them back in full force because they were the first game. Yeah, they were in the first game, right? So they're not yeah, yeah. okay, but they're not. Who are the um, announcers for the second oh, one? I forget because... their names. Uh, these ones I remember because they're like pop star sisters, and their names together are Calamari. Uh, so Kelly oh. and Mary. Um, yeah. I forget because uh, one was uh, the it was like a, an actual tiny little midget squid and her friend uh, what were their names yeah let me see or they uh, were like i don't even know if, were they even squids were they octolinks i don't even remember i remember one was a midget 
That's all I remember. It's uh, Pearl and Marina, Chad says, uh, he thinks. That sounds right to me. Yeah, uh, Pearl and Marina. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even realize they, they don't have a catchy a... combo name like Cali yeah. Mary. I liked Pearl and Marina. Well, also, but they're basically get... too. What's that? I, I said I also didn't play as much two either for me to remember oh, yeah. their names. I played a lot of one. Uh, I didn't even buy two. I, I played it on like another friend's copy, and I mostly just played Salmon Run because it just didn't feel like there was a mu as much a difference between one and two for the normal gameplay. Yeah, this one I plan on getting though because usually games like this, uh, a lot of people have been talking about this too, and I agree that it's starting to, it might fall into the COD trap that technically Halo started, where it's usually only worth getting like every other one, because you'll see more dynamic differences in gameplay if you go that route. Yeah, but I just don't like these new announcers because <laughs> uh, I probably didn't like who are, are I probably didn't like Brolin. It'll show them in a minute. Okay. I, pro I probably didn't like Pearl and Marina at first either, but they grew on me. Yeah, I like the taller uh, one. I don't remember which I one didn't realize which, but... Pearl is the shorter one. Okay, then I like uh, Marina. Marina is the, is the black girl who's, uh, I guess she's an octoling. Yeah, but she had style, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I like, I, like, I like her. I like both of them. Um, I like how she always... She always had this look on her face like, I don't know, Pearl was sort of the overbearing one. And she kind of, I don't know, she, she always had kind of like a sad look on her face. Yeah, like, I think I just didn't like Pearl because Pearl was that um, kind of over-serious, angry, short girl stereotype. Yeah. It's like a trope in yeah. Japanese media, and I never liked that trope. It's just not one for yeah. me. Yeah, that's probably why I like Marina better. Yeah. She always did this thing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to show. So, Amiibo, 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 whatever. But I think I always just liked Callie and Mary better. They also remind me of um, Puffy, like Ami and Yumi. I think that's probably why I liked uh, Callie and Mary. Okay. Now, I don't understand what this is. So, it's like a, a crown? I guess it's showing other modes besides yeah. just standard turf war. So it looks like there's a sort of a capture an area, a specific area mode. Mm, yeah. X battle. X I don't know what's up with this. So they were actually talking about it. X battle. Uh, let me pull up the page that had more info on it. So there's going to be yeah, two new modes. X battle is going to be one as well. And league battle are going to be added some point after the release. And okay. uh, league battle seems to be more of like rising up a league right like up a ladder and stuff um the x battle which is the one we're looking at right now uh apparently requires you to earn a higher rank in anarchy battle so th there's technically there's always been rank but yeah. this seems x battle is the actual like true ranked mode it's like you actually have to fill a prerequisite before you get into it Yeah, so these are the these are the three new announcers. Three is that freaking Mano Ray one of them? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, because related to the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the Splatfest things. 
<laughs> Fry and Shiver. Yeah, and yeah. Big Man. I, I like Shiver's style. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I'd have, to, I'd have to let the others grow on me. I'd have to see what their personalities are through the gameplay when they're doing their announcements for the Splatfests and stuff like that. Yeah. Is Fry supposed to be an Octolinger? I can't really tell. Maybe? They don't have a pair to tell. <laughs> yeah. But, anyway, yes. These three, they'll have to grow on me because I'm going to miss Colin Marina. <laughs> <laughs> Fry has a bigger forehead than Pearl, says Chad. Oh, no. <laughs> no. See, there's Octoline with an eight head. Yeah. So this is where they're going over the Splatfest, I guess. Yeah. Or I don't know what this is. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. It's where I'm listening to audio. I don't remember what exactly they're talking about here. Yeah, Shiver looks kind of cool. Yeah. Big Man looks dumb. <laughs> she does have a big forehead. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, like we were saying, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Splatfest works out. Yeah. I, I guess we'll find out because... They're gonna do it free, and maybe if it's maybe if it's a complete disaster, they'll change it. I don't know. I've just I don't. Know, I've always liked that style uh, where women just wear their that hair over one eye or the bangs. Yeah, it just instantly gets me. <laughs> How do they see one eye covered up like that? <laughs> they only need one eye to see. I guess. Yeah. But it's not like normal hair. Like, normal hair is kind of, when you wear it over your eyes or whatever, it's kind of translucent. You know, like, I used to wear yeah. my hair over my eyes back uh, when I had enough hair to wear over my eyes uh, when I was in high school. <laughs> and I could see straight through my hair. I've always had thin hair, but I could see yeah. straight through it. Um, my brother always had thicker hair, but he would wear his hair in his eyes, too, and he could see through it. There was no problem. But this also, but there, there's like a tentacle or whatever, so that... I doubt they could actually <laughs> see through. I, I think uh, yeah. she's going to have problems with that. But you really only need one eye to see. It's depth perception okay. that becomes the problem. <laughs> so here we go. The tricolor turf war. Look at this. Yeah. So this looks insane. So you got one team over on the right. Can you see my... Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see cursor. Cursor. They can okay, too. see so one team on the upper right, one team on the lower left. And yeah, then they one are team... really close to the center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pretty so much already have it by the time the other teams get there. Yeah. So, yeah, it shows them basically joining up right in the middle there. Yeah. That's so, crazy. the outer teams are doing what I said you should probably do if you're an outer team. The inner team, though, I don't think you should waste time filling in the corner you start. I think you should just run straight to the center because you're already so close. Like, that would yeah. be your, your goal. Yeah. But I think if you don't try to um, at least encroach the center, maybe run like just before it and then work backwards mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, but like if you don't encroach towards the center, you're just going to end up having like the blue and yellow here 
are going to try to kill each no. other instead of working together. Yeah, the thing is, like, if Blue and Yellow can kill each other, they got to try and work together because they're both trying to unsteep the, the leader here, the leading But team. if all you have to do is get, between the two of you, more than 50%, which means you could kind of divide it to See? a quarter each, right? Then, yeah. it, honestly, encroaching would be the tactical advantage because you could easily just fill in a third each on your way. And then try yeah. to maintain the third you each got and you already win. Yeah. It's still, it's unclear to me that the blue and yellow can splat each other. Yeah, they don't really show if you can or not. Yeah. Because it showed them both popping up next to each other. It's just two are blue and two are yellow. Yeah. So it's, like, it's like they're on the same team, almost. But it does show that they're still competing um, at the top yeah. anyway. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Exactly. Yeah. We'll find I, out I more think... during the play test demo where everybody can participate in it. Yeah. I'll participate. Yeah. Maybe we'll stream it. Who knows? Yeah. That'd be cool. They should let us pre-download yeah. it, though. <laughs> oh, are they not? I don't know. I don't know when the download becomes available. Um, it just said that it's going to be live on the 27th. So I'll, yeah. I'll keep in touch. I want to, I would like to download it as soon as possible so we can jump in as soon as it's available. Hmm. But you don't have to necessarily buy it. No, no. The, the demo is free. Okay. That's neat. Mostly because I think they want to see if this idea will even work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, do, I do just kind of wonder if they're going to allow those teams to work together or if they will be sort of yeah. separate. And could be a disaster. <laughs> oh, see, I already like Shiver's personality, too. Uh, have you ever heard <laughs> of Rock? It's clearly the most solid choice. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I just didn't like Rock because she picked paper. Yeah. I don't know. Big Man really yeah, just feels uh, like he's the producer and has to step in because there's a third uh, option. Yeah, yeah. They went on a little bit long in this section. Yeah. <laughs> About the uh, pros and cons of Rock, Paper, and Scissors. And I was like, yeah, we get it. Ha ha. They should be saving a little of this for when you get in. Like the extended thing yeah. should be what you see going in. I because I like the whole announcement thing before the Splatfests and everything. Yeah. And I especially liked it when uh, Callie and Mary were doing it because <laughs> uh, they had really good bickering, like siblings with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So they're only in the first or in the uh, single player mode my question is is our pearl and marina going to be in the single player mode now uh chad says that the download will be available on the 25th hopefully oh. uh that that sounds good i would like to have it downloaded a couple days early that would be nice yeah get packed west so i expect uh what's her name uh there's there's one twitch streamer who does a ridiculous amount of Splatoon. Um, I can't even remember her name. 
<laughs> I think I stopped following her because I yeah. was like a Splatoon. Um, Chad asks, uh, what team are you guys choosing? Marsupial already basically said Rock. Uh, I like Shiver already, and because Shiver is going with Rock, I'll probably go with Rock as well. Yeah. That's actually ended up being my choice most of the time, though, is I, I started to care less about what I actually felt about something, and I started mm -hmm. just picking based on the announcer I liked more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, misclick. That's who it is. I was thinking yeah. of. So we'll Except be for the starting... time that mayonnaise came up. I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't back mayonnaise no matter what. <laughs> I'm a principled person. What was it? What was what was the it was other like ketchup team? versus mayonnaise or some stupid thing like that? Yeah. And I'm just like, sorry. I I cannot back mayonnaise. Get get out of here. <laughs> you don't like eggs and oil. You know, I can make my own mayo, it's fine, but like this really custardy store-bought stuff that they use in every, it's just awful. Actual mayonnaise is barely even a sauce. It's more of a dressing yeah. if you make it yourself. I just don't like Miracle Whip. It's too um, tangy. It's yeah. too sour for me. Like I'll I like, mix it I like regular salad or something like that, but that's mm. like the extent of it. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want it on my burger. I don't want it on anything. Mm -hmm. Get that crap out of here. Ooh, I, I kind of like mayonnaise on a burger. Yeah. <laughs> mayonnaise and ketchup together. Yeah. So if you want to start fresh on an even keel with Miss Click, this is your yeah. chance. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure she'll be at the top of the charts in a month or two after it releases. I'm going to be at the bottom of the charts because, as you know, my yeah. internet is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder how they're going yeah. to end up um, banning you for too many disconnects. No, I doubt I'll uh, disconnect. Uh, we, we, I don't have that problem like we had uh, trying to set up Animal Crossing and stuff back at Buck's Place. But also, there was, there were so many things. I think I was maybe 100 feet away from the uh, router. Right, in a direct yeah. line. I mean, if you were trying to use like a cord, you need like a two hundred foot Ethernet cable, and that just wasn't even an option um, there. And there was like so many walls in between us, and then so many devices that were hooked up to it before me. There's just all kinds of problems at the last place. This one, it's it's literally just a connection issue um, to the ISP. Um, I I don't really have a problem connecting to the router or anything like that. Yeah. I don't really get booted from stuff unless like it, it's so bad that we don't actually have uh, data flowing through. Then I'll get booted because we're not connected to the server at all. Mm -hmm. We are, we are, um, we are buffering a bit on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Okay. <laughs> but we haven't DC'd. That's the important part. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you were talking earlier about Diofield Chronicle? Oh yeah, yeah. The the demo for that is out today. Um, I we I brought it up before, but I don't know. It's been a while since we talked about it. Square Enix title, uh, new one. It's basically aside from the War of the Visions mobile game, the um, closest thing to tactics we're getting these uh, days. Uh, it. It isn't locked to a grid. It seems to be more like XCOM-style movement, uh, where, I mean, there's, there is, like, a pseudo-grid, but you're moving uh, across it. You're not 
in squares. And yeah. it is just a tactics-style <coughs> Final Fantasy-like game uh, that takes mm. place on the island of Dio Field. And they are now, like, in danger. Oh, no, everything's... It's like a normal game. And you could play the demo today. It looks really good. Uh, I was excited when I saw it. I missed the announcement for it originally. We ended up talking about it, like, a month after mm. the announcement came out. And I just happened to randomly see it perusing Square Enix's website. And, yeah. I, this I seems like, like one of those things that, that Square Enix should uh, divest from... <laughs> Yeah. And concentrate on their main games. Yeah, I don't know. Man, I mean, it, it, it feels like one of their main games. It just doesn't have a, the title. Like it, yeah. it just feels like it's the next Final Fantasy Tactics game. Uh, one of the reasons why I think it um, has its own name is because it probably doesn't take place in Ivalis, which all of the Tactics games take oh. place in Ivalis. Uh, <laughs> it could. We could randomly find out that the yeah. Isle of Diofield is, like, I don't know, in the middle of the ocean on Nivalis, but um, it doesn't seem to have their espers or anything either. There's a big dragon mm. that looks like a Bahamut that comes down, so it seems more normal Final Fantasy-like. Um, it, it is using the same font that everything uses, like with Octopath, it just has a slightly altered version of the Final Fantasy font, or Bravely Default that just uses the Final Fantasy font. Um, it l does just look like it's one of their spin-off games that they're not putting under the brand, but is still very much a Final Fantasy game. Um, yeah. Actually, sadly, these games have been more Final Fantasy than the main Final Fantasy games have been, like Triangle Strategy, Bravely Default, Octopath. I'm, I'm sure this game will be too. And the cool thing about it is right. that the the unique characters were designed by um, Taiki, who was also the person who worked on uh, Lord Vermilion 3 and 4 and the Digimon World Next World uh, stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, especially because mm -hmm. the Lord Vermilion stuff has also been worked into Final Fantasy XIV as Lord Verminion. Uh, and there's like a little RTS game that you can play in the middle of uh, 14 at the saucer. So it's nice to see how they're they're keeping everything together here. And the concept artist for it worked on 12 and 13. So it, it's going to have very much just square Final Fantasy feel to it. That's good. Yeah. But the crazy part about it is normally... When they give you, like, a demo you can play, it's only on, like, PlayStation, right? This is going to be available basically everywhere. Uh, PC and console, so PlayStation 5, Xbox uh, One still, because they're still supporting the Xbox One. Uh, apparently, it's going to be on PlayStation 4, even though they stopped manufacturing them. Uh, Xbox Series S uh, and Nintendo Switch. So you could try it wherever you want. Personally, I'd recommend PC, but just do you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I see it's available on PS5. Interesting. And I've always liked those kind of games. I think it's... Um, I always like the strategy side of RPGs mm -hmm. in general. I think tactics games are really good at that. Um, Turn-based games are good at that. A lot of these action games, uh, to be more active, end up taking a lot of the strategy from RPGs out of it. You kind of have to. You can't be necessarily thinking of this... Uh, 
complicated war strategy while dodging a monster nonstop at the same time. So it becomes more of a mechanics game. Um, this game, because it's a little more XCOM-y, might, might be a combination of making sure you're in the right position and also developing war strategy. So I, I think we'll probably get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. If only I had time for new games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You still haven't finished playing every single Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest game on stream. Well, believe it or not, I have not finished that. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with my channels because I'm I'm thinking about going back to only streaming games on Twitch. Yeah. And and doing short videos, short pre-recorded videos on YouTube. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'm I'm re I'm retooling right now. But yeah, as soon as I, I'm sure any day now I'll finish up all all the Final Fantasy games and all the Dragon. Yeah, Wars. it's not that daunting of a task. Come on, I mean, it just seems simple. Yeah. One of these days, do you think I'll ever go back and, and play Final Fantasy VIII? <laughs> I I actually doubt it. I keep, I keep hoping that they'll just come out with a remake that completely revamps the whole system. <laughs> yeah, it's like we didn't want a revamped version of Seven, and that's the one we got the revamp from. But the one game that probably desperately needed it was Eight, and that's the one we got the real <coughs> HD remastering of. And like, come on, yeah. Square, where are your priorities? That's basically, <laughs> yeah, that's basically the same exact game yeah. that nobody wanted. I'm fine with uh, it, though, um, as broken as it is, but that's because I, I understand how broken it is, so I just abuse the junction system and have no problem with it. But it is a mess, mm -hmm. especially trying to explain that to somebody and be like, okay, okay, listen, you just have to ignore most of the draw system and just draw things at random and only mm -hmm. ever junction your summons and you're fine. But like explaining that, especially with the mess of everything they try to unload on you at once with the draw <laughs> system... It's like trying to explain yeah. grappling in freaking D&D 3.5, which has mm. like a whole booklet of its own to explain grappling. Yeah. I couldn't follow it. No. Could not follow it. Looks like Elden Ring got a new patch. Oh, did it? That makes big changes. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to... I'll probably download the patch and see if I can tell the difference. Yeah. You know, it's actually crazy what we found out recently. Is that Super Punch-Out apparently had a PvP mode in it this entire time and we didn't find out till 28 years later. What? Yeah, yeah. So... The SNES was, game? Yes, the SNES game Super Punch-Out. Uh, apparently... Uh, a new cheat has been discovered in the 1994 games uh, Super Punch-Out, allowing two players to just fight each other. It was discovered by the Twitter account Unlisted Cheats, which specializes in unearthing previously unknown cheats for games. And if you put in the cheat, uh, it enters a free play mode that allows two people to fight each other. Where the, um, you what would be a CPU normally the other person controls for a rival character. 
Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's just been in the game for 28 years, and we only recently found out. So, okay, uh, the title, hold Y and R, then press A or start, and that allows you to just play a, a free fight against anyone. Yeah. Where's the where's the PvP mode? So uh, a second combination of buttons after you enter the free fight will allow a, the second gamepad to control oh. the rival character of your choice. I see, yeah. So at yeah. character info screen, hold B plus Y, then press A or start. And now the CPU opponent can be controlled by the second yeah. controller. That's crazy. Like you don't have to... It's not like a Game Shark code or no. A, it's built into it's, the game. It's built into the game. Why didn't they ever tell anyone? I I have no clue because they're freaking crazy. Uh, <laughs> like somebody will figure this out eventually. Uh, people are always just holding down random buttons on screens to see what happens, which we don't do yeah. anymore. Nobody nobody does that anymore, ever. It's like somebody says some. While doing some request work, casually found some new cheats. This uh, new cheats news on Twitter two days ago. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. I think the last game that I saw a cheat like that built into was the uh, original new Super Mario Brothers for the DS. Where I, if you hold down like... Was it L and R at the same time when selecting? I don't remember, but it let you play as Luigi instead of Mario. Uh, and they yeah. told you about the cheat after you beat the game, uh, but you could yeah. have done it from the very beginning. And that's why I'm surprised like a game like this, in the credits, they didn't tell you something because that would be the perfect place to put it after you beat the campaign. But how many uh -huh. people beat the campaign of Super Punch-Out uh, if they actually uh, told you that you could do this? But they never did. I mean, I doubt yeah here's what's really awesome so it's showing somebody you have to do special key combinations to do the special moves like you know how do you do a bald bull charge right yeah you have to figure out so now people are gonna have to figure out how to do all the special moves for all the different characters yeah. that's gonna be cool someone it looks like they're pressing the top I, I don't remember if it's x either x or y and a at the same time and and yeah. it does the bald bull charge that's insane <laughs> oh wow that's crazy apparently it works to other people are trying it on different like emulation systems mr and NSO, whatever that is. And it seems to work. That's yeah. amazing. It's just been there. I love it when we find out things about games that are like that old. You're like, oh, wait, there's nothing new about this game. <laughs> it came out like, what, almost three decades ago. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Cool. Well, do you want to hear the latest speedrun news? Sure. I don't know the name offhand, but a, a speedrunner has matched 
the TAS, the tool assisted speed run, meaning the fastest conceivable the conceivable yeah. speed all the way up to world eight. I'm not sure if it's if he's done it all the way past eight one, but um the any percent speed run. Uh there was one uh what do you call it? Um frame rule, which is about a third of a second that hadn't been achieved up to world eight. So he hasn't beaten the game. He hasn't of broken the world record. Oh, oh, sorry. Of uh, Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Well, you said World 8. I was assuming it was a Mario Brothers game, but like, yeah. is it one? Is it three? Both yeah, sorry, of those sorry. people are always going back and forth with. and Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. The Super Mario Brothers uh, Taz has been matched finally um, up to World 8. So not till yeah. the end of the game yet, but they're, you know, they're working on world it. World 8 is hard. Yeah, but um, there was one uh, frame rule, I think in World 4-1, where you had to do a wrong warp to get to the warp zone faster. Yeah. And there's just a special... And there's and you have to... It's crazy. Like, Cosmic did a, uh, a video on this the other day, and he showed what you have to do to essentially guarantee that your sub pixel location yeah. is just the right place and it's it's a huge paragraph of all the key presses that you have to do one after the other to get mario in just the right place to get this one third of a second yeah less <laughs> which is cool uh because what a lot of people don't know about tool assisted speedrun, it's not like some type of crazy machine learning where an AI plays the game. Like you still have to figure out uh, the yeah. route to uh, have the tool <laughs> to do it. Um, so it's using the word, the uh, fastest conceivable is appropriate because somebody already knows what it's going to do. It's just, yeah. uh, they are programming a computer to do it as frame perfectly as possible. And it's a pretty good guide because there's human error, but if you are have a good enough reaction time, if you practice enough, get the muscle memory, conceivably a human could do whatever the machine does. It would just take a lot of mm -hmm. practice to uh, do what a machine could just do automatically uh, being programmed yeah. to do it. Yeah, so it's it's theoretically the fastest that can be played. You know, the game can But that doesn't played. mean that somebody couldn't figure out something faster than what the tool has been yeah. programmed to do. Uh, but then if <laughs> somebody does, you just up. program a better tool. Yeah. yeah, someone figures out a new trick. They can tell a computer, "Okay, do do this jump instead of that jump, and it'll be faster." Yeah. They just have to know. Or it turns just... out if you um, if you hit this object at a very specific pixel, you don't land on it. You go through it, and it saves like a fraction of a second and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So in the next month or two, we may be seeing a new world record in uh, Super Maybe, Mario yeah. Brothers speedruns. What's funny is that Cosmic was like. Because he, he broke the record a couple years ago. Um, I don't know that he still has the, the current any percent record. But he basically said in his video, he's like, I'm not going to even try this. I'm, I'm retired from this game in particular. He's like, because the fact is I'm getting older and my hands will not do the yeah. inputs. He's like, it doesn't matter how much I practice. I will never be able to do these inputs the way that they need to be done. And he was showing how this kid who's like 17 had to do it 
to get this new speed record. Um, and he was like, I, I, I would never be able to do that. I could practice yeah. for 10 years and never, cause he's like, I'm too old. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. It's kind of like sports, like, you know, the best uh, 45 year old baseball player in the universe will never, you know, be as good as a 20 year old, you know? Oh, you know, actually something that's really going to have to come down that uh, I think we should start considering now because it is in the near future is what happens when uh, bionic people, even <laughs> of the lowest degree, start competing yeah. in things, right? Because we already have bionic people. I mean, technically, we've had bionic people since glasses were invented, right? That is an augmented person to be able to do something that their body can no longer do anymore. But like, yeah. um, what happens when... <laughs> Uh, somebody gets an arm replacement because their arm gets uh, lopped off in a machine accident at work or something. And the arm that we replace is functionally better than a normal human arm just because of its being mechanical. And that arm is still reading brain inputs. We figured out that problem and they're able to do things with a controller that a normal person's hand would not be able to do. Like a person yeah. is still technically yeah. doing this do we restrict them just because they have a bionic uh implant you know like well we're gonna have to start figuring out what does this mean because we're getting dangerously close to that in all fields yeah so yeah because you wouldn't get, <laughs> you wouldn't get muscle fatigue you wouldn't get um carpal tunnel syndrome yeah i mean yeah. you'd still get tired you need to feed your brain sugar to be able to keep doing yeah. it and stuff like that but but yeah, but that's what this, you know, that's what Cosmic was saying was that like he was saying that even younger players, you know, get things like carpal tunnel yeah. from doing these things. And so, yeah, right now it's a disadvantage because we're not quite there yet with the movement. But oh, yeah. Right now it's, it's clumsy uh, to have like yeah. a uh, prosthetic or something, Canical. but yeah. we're also getting dangerous and close to it though if you've seen like some of the ces and like the the tokyo electronic show and stuff like that too uh some of the stuff is getting a lot more sophisticated than it had been before yeah. i've seen uh what was it uh empire strikes back where he gets the yeah <laughs> mechanical hand it's coming it's coming yeah well i mean if you read Go back to read Jules Verne's work. Uh, he was only a few decades ahead of a lot of technological advancements that he was just like postulating in his fiction. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times science fiction kind of just ends up predicting things that will come because people are just uh, speculating based on the technology they see now, right? And it, it's pretty easy to come randomly to possible speculations that will be true based on what you see. Uh, like how many things predicted uh, smartphones and tablets before they happened? Mm -hmm. You know, video calls and stuff like that. Because like, well, you know, we already see TV. So we assume eventually this telephone will probably have like the visual component yeah. that TV does uh, and stuff Dick like Tracy. that. Dick yeah. Tracy with the, with the watch phone. Yeah. Or the watch, whatever, video phone. Which we have now. It's, or was that good smart? Oh, Guess Mark did have it. I think Dick Tracy had it first. Yeah. yeah. Either yeah. Dick Tracy or, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess Inspector Gadget, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, but Inspector Gadget was really just like um, a bionic man parody of Get Smart. I mean, it even had yeah. like the same actor in it. So. Get Smart was the, uh, the telephone shoe. Yes. 
because it was supposed to be a parody of everything. That's actually really weird when you think about it, right? So Get Smart is a parody of Bond, basically. Yeah. Right. Um, which no, Bond Brooks, probably had it once. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did, but I, Dick Tracy had it first. Um, back in the like the comics and pulps and stuff. Uh, but so the Get Smart's already a parody. You get Mel Brooks, great writer. Uh, good, kind of got to start doing that show. And then uh, Inspector Gadget parodies a lot of the stuff and gets smart, including the ridiculousness and having the actual the actor play him. But it's also kind of like a parody of the Bionic Man at the same time. And it, it's weird to get into like this double fold parody of a parody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it the same actor that played the voice of? Uh... Yeah. Inspector Gadget, Gadget was the guy from Get Smart. This message will self-destruct. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he sounded exactly the same. He was like, go, go, yeah. Gadget helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Chad says that we heard the latest news about Ezra Miller. I mean... I tried to avoid hearing news about Ezra Miller. <laughs> yeah. Something, something. He's got. He's either got a warrant Domestic over Ezra abuse. Or- or something. he's been arrested or something. Yeah. Hitting people, choking people he should cult. Started cults or something? I don't yeah. know. Crazy. Someone was saying, like, I mean, a lot of people were saying, uh, they got to just release The Flash. Like, it's not going to get better. Like, if they wait a year, I think they're thinking, maybe if we wait a year, things will blow over. It's not going to blow. It's going to get worse. Just release it so now. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if they're actually going to release any of it. It, yeah. All this. Okay. So I actually was reading something um, after our show. I think it was like a day after or whatever when we were talking about how um, they, they were scrapping a whole like multi million dollar movie or whatever, right? And Batgirl or whatever? Yeah, it was like Batgirl. And that actually came off the cusp of the Warner Brothers Discovery merger. And mm-hmm. it was the, the new CEO of Warner is the uh, CEO of Discovery after the merger because. Uh, financially, Discovery was the bigger network. Uh, it's just yeah, David has a, Yeah, and Warner just has the more recognizable name, so you put that in front after merging. And uh, they are just killing billions of dollars of Warner projects because they just don't look yeah. like they're going to be profitable. But, I mean, they still have a release date for The Flash. Yeah, uh it's done they could actually release it now if they wanted to but i think they're like they pushed it back i think to like try and hope all this shit blows over but it's like getting worse i think i I think if we get the closer we get to the release date and the worse it gets they might even just remove a release date and put it into the vault just gone by (laughs) i've been puzzling as to some of the decisions about putting stuff into streaming like why did they do why did they put Prey on Hulu? I don't understand that. The marketing was terrible. But if they had done better marketing of that and been like, look, we're going back to basic. I mean, they could have done such a good job and been like, this is going back to the original, right? You're like in the woods and it's mano a mano and it's, you know, none of this craziness with AVP and multiple predators and all this crazy shit and just been like, just concentrate on the action and just market it like a return to form for predator. They could have put it in theaters. It would have done great. Yeah. 
I think part of it's a but, sunk cost thing, which is might might even be why Discovery uh, seems to be already doing better than Warner because they're willing to sink the cost uh, just for progress. Um, uh, the streaming part is very sunk cost because streaming is doing good on the whole. It, it's actually yeah. doing really good, but it's not necessarily good for some of the movies and stuff they're putting out. But they've already put so much investment into streaming in general, and mm -hmm. they've taken people out of the theaters that it's actually, uh, outside of very few things, it's hard to get people to go to the theaters these days. People are not lining up in a movie as much as they used to. Uh, part of it is COVID uh, kind of killed some of people's desires to go back to the mm -hmm. movie because a lot of things were in streaming anyway. But like, it's also because they're taking away things that would make people to want to go to the movie back into streaming, which just kind of like mm -hmm. feeds back into this like cycle of the sinking cost. But like they could oh, force people back the into the theaters because people went and saw Top Gun. That's what I was going to say. Maverick yeah, yeah. did great. Yeah. And there hasn't, there hasn't been like a big movie since Maverick, has there? I mean, that I can think of. I haven't had any reason to go to the theaters since then. And uh, I saw that. I went and theater. saw a shitty movie in theaters, which was uh, Love and Thunder. But <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't see that. But that's uh, I, would, I, totally, <laughs> I totally would have gone to see Prey in the movie theater if, that's a, if that had been the only way to see it. And I probably would have liked it. I mean, I liked it on Hulu. I, I'm sure I would have liked it. I'm not sure that they are aware that their um, investment in streaming, they are the reason people aren't going to the theaters to watch their stuff because they're taking people out of the theaters, right? Like these yeah. uh, dual releases and stuff. And even some actors have complained about it. I remember there's entire lawsuits uh, with Disney saying like, no, no, you're going to get the full movie premiere and then end up putting something on their streaming anyway at the same time. Um, which even the movie they're talking about, uh, what was it again? It was the Cruella de Vil was one of them. Um, I, th what was the other one? There was two of them involved. Uh, the one mm. before that, but, uh, but neither of the movies, I really thought anybody was going to go to the theaters and watch. It was probably better off that they ended up putting it on streaming in that case. But I mean, you know, they're, they're the ones keeping people out of the theaters. Uh, and then when they go back to it, it's like, well, nobody's going to the theaters, So we might as well put onto the streaming and it just creates this feedback loop. I think Avatar, which is 10 years too late, but damn it, Cameron's going to make sure that thing ends up in theaters because that's his vision, the only way you can experience it. People are probably going to still line up to go see it uh, because yeah. it probably won't be woke nonsense. It'll still be like a larger-than-life movie that you can see whether it's good or not. Uh, maybe stuff like that will help them see that um, they need to still put things in the movie theaters. Hmm. Oh, Ezra Miller got charged in Vermont for breaking into a house during the day stealing alcohol. That doesn't surprise me. Oh, my God. How do I convince some crazy nut job Hollywood weirdo to just give me all of his money? Because I could do amazing things with it without committing a single crime. You know, they used to do that once upon a time. They used to have accountants. Then they decided that wasn't necessary anymore. I mean, you know, if you I had back when people had personal accountants. Uh, well, I mean, I, I used to have one that actually just did my taxes once a year. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of the extent to it now. But like, people used yeah. to have like 
uh, maybe the accountant would have 20 clients or whatever, but like the family would have an account and you yeah. would go and you would talk to them and uh, maybe before getting a loan my, or a big purchase or something like that. And, yeah, my parents have yeah. have an accountant. Yeah, so that's not for uh, any generation after that. It's not really much of a thing anymore. Yeah. Well, you have to have enough money for it to be worth it. Yeah. Like my dad was a, you have to pay it. My dad was an orthopedic surgeon <laughs> yeah. for, you know, for 40 years. So. I think it's probably just a part of um, general wages dropping because it, it used to be basically anybody who fell into the middle class could afford to keep an accountant. Yeah. Well, nowadays, like, you know. Accountants also get paid more than they used to. Well, yeah. I mean, nowadays you can do your taxes online, online in, yeah. in a few minutes and H&R Block and all that stuff. Whereas before, yeah, you would get your accountant to do your taxes and then they'd be like, oh, I should help manage your 401k and your, you know, this and your that and your yeah. children's college fund and all that. <laughs> Nowadays, people don't have that, have the reason to go to an yeah. account. In the place. But yeah, oh, I'm just saying. Always, uh, one of my favorite things when somebody asks me anything related uh, between money and stuff like that, I'm like, that's between me and my accountant. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, if you have millions and millions of dollars, I don't know why. I don't know. Well, that that's another reason why, especially that. people in Hollywood used to have accountants because actors are artists and artists aren't typically good with money. Yeah. But actors get a lot of money just from the position that they're in and typically need somebody to handle it for them. And yeah. really should have somebody handle it for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're even worse than like, you know, sports, you know, professional yeah. sports players, sports ball players. It's like they earned the money, but they didn't earn this mass amount of money from being good in business, like how most people yeah. in history earned a lot of money. They earned it from just having a talent in a market that is oversaturated with money to give to people. Right? It's like the you earned it, but barely. Uh, it's kind of what I say. It's like the money was almost handed to you. So they have no idea how to, they, they didn't uh, build up the money in the first place. So they don't know how to deal with it. Hey, here's going back to what we we're talking about before. Yeah. Some interesting news. You can transfer your save data from Splatoon two to three. That is interesting. I think that's they cool. might have vaguely mentioned that before because that sounds familiar, but that is that's cool for confirmation. Like basically it gives you instant access to anarchy battles for one. Because if you start Splatoon 3 from scratch, you have to raise through ten levels before yeah. you can do that. I just happened to see that. That's neat. Oh, so oh Chad's Black movie. Widow was the other movie, the one that's with the lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, I wasn't going to go to the theaters to see Black Widow. I wasn't going to watch it on Disney Plus either, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, you know, I, I mentioned it before. I, I watch a lot of Scott Adams, and he's talked about, you know, how his life basically when he got – I guess he says like that that first check that was basically like you're set for life. You could retire yeah. at any minute now. He was like, my life changed. But for him, being an economist, not an artist, yeah. really, 
uh, it was for the better, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like my, my priority, he says his priorities changed from surviving and, you know, making sure I could eat and, and have a roof over my head. And all that stuff was over and done with eventually, you know, once he suddenly got rich and now he can concentrate on what he feels is making the world better. Yeah, you know, that's, that's well, I mean, if, if I got that first big check that changed everything, literally the first thing I would do is hire an accountant. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I'd be like, listen, listen, you make me yeah. more money. I'm just going to sit here and do the thing that gave me that check in the first place. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, I mean, that's what I would do, too, is like, OK, I just I just made 50 million dollars. Give that to an accountant or whatever yeah. that I trust. So I. I'll never you have to work You can go invest in some stocks. You can do whatever right, you right. feel is necessary. I'll check my, in with my, you quarterly and we'll see how things go. Yeah. But my next move would not be join a cult, groom a 12-year-old, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, rob, a, rob a house in Vermont for some alcohol. Yeah. It's like, what? what? Like, take a vacation, you know, hang out on the beach. Why are you being so weird? Yeah, yeah. Hang out with some younger women that are of legal age that are on the yeah. beach and want to hang out with you anyway because yeah. you're a celebrity. Yeah. Make sure you get ID and make sure that they're preferably over 21, but at least 18. I mean, come well, on. I mean, if, if you go down to Jamaica, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, preferably old enough to drink and yeah. and go nuts, you know, as long as it's yeah. legal, go go for it. But Jesus Christ, like, what the hell is wrong with these people? I would have such a great time be doing legal things. Oh, dude. the thing I, is, I, too, I, like, I like to have fun, but my idea of fun and your average, like, actor's I mean, idea of fun is probably very, very different, especially where they live. In freaking L.A., I would probably <laughs> just be on the uh, beach Preferably a private, like a one on private property, because you know how people can yeah. get. But I would probably just be on a beach chilling most of the time in between doing right? things, you know. Like, I mean, you know, maybe a little bit of cocaine or whatever. But you know, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> yeah. you know. Listen, if you if you, if you if that's your pleasure, you can do it on the private beach. <laughs> that's right. I could Though probably. I, I have more attractive things I'd rather be doing on a private yeah. beach. I could probably get someone to prescribe me plenty of Adderall, so I, you wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah. even need to go the illegal route. That's basically the same thing. So, <laughs> yeah, it's basically speed. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. ah, so many, so many great things I could be doing with Ezra Miller money <laughs> instead of being uh, a jackass. Exactly. I would, I would, you know, buy so many copies of Graveyard Keeper. Wouldn't even believe it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd buy a bunch of bots for this channel, so we'd have, you know, instantly a hundred thousand subs. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Boy. Well, the last thing I want to say before we head off on the show is uh, fuck Daisuke and Guilty Gear. And for doing my boy Bridget dirty. Why? Oh, did you not hear what they did to Bridget? Yeah, we well, probably don't even know who yeah. Bridget is, but <laughs> no, I do. At, at the end, he says he's a woman or something. He says he's yeah, a girl. yeah, yeah. It, it's it's 
barely a thing, but it is a thing and it's creating a lot of controversy. And uh, between that and what they did to Testament, I, I actually think that is what Daisuke's intention is because the, the Japanese almost reflects it. And it kind of just... Uh, making Bridget kind of trans goes backwards against all of Bridget's character arc <laughs> and undermines yeah. the entire story. Uh, maybe more will come out that uh, completely changes, but the way it stands now, they kind of just did my boy dirty. Didn't he? Wasn't he pretending to be a girl because he had a brother? Yeah, or so like the that? actual story is um, Bridget was born in a town where there's weird, wacky, superstitious religion, where if, like, twins of the same sex are born, uh, it is, like, a bad omen, bad things will happen. Usually they kill one of the two or whatever. So instead of having Bridget killed, uh, uh, he was forced to be raised as a girl, basically, in disguise, um, and had to pretend to be a girl. Uh, in earlier version of the story, even was uh, sent with nuns to kind of learn to be a woman. Uh Hence, the, like, the nurse-nuns habit type outfit. That part's kind of been removed from the story retroactively because Daisuke's constantly changing the can of his game, so this doesn't surprise me at all. Um, almost nothing's been set in stone from the beginning of Guilty Gear. And um, the whole thing was he went on a journey to become a bounty hunter to get enough money to prove that, like, look, your, your religion's stupid, your superstition didn't matter, massively successful, and I can also be a man while being girly, right? Like, the whole point was almost like a destruction of gender norms in the sense that, like, you can still be a man and be like this. Um, and now even admitting, like, because I'm a woman or blah, 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 kind of just goes against all of that. Even trying to go like the the non-binary around, I was like, I don't care if you call me a guy or a girl. It still kind of goes against it because all of Bridget's journey was to be a man. Mm. Yeah, and it completely it, it it does the opposite of uh, challenging gender norms or whatever because yeah. it's like oh because he's girly then he is a girl, so yes. all women have to be girly. That's ridiculous. Yeah, well, like, it's even worse too, right? If you want to actually talk about this as a trans representation, which a lot of people on Twitter are. Uh, you now what you're saying is that this person who was told to be a girl by society caved into society uh, after spending years fighting it back. Mm -hmm. Literally groomed to be a woman. Is that really what you want? Yeah. Is that what you want? Well, plus it also, I mean, there's a million different layers to how yeah. wrong this is. Because it also says to people, like, it's a choice. Yeah. Like, there, it, 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 it eliminates this whole, you were born a woman in a man's body thing. It was like, yeah. now it's like, oh, you can just choose to be. It's 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 not, you know, it's not yeah, a no, it's horrible. thing. Especially given the context of, like, so the completely, of the story. <laughs> completely puts the lie to the whole notion of being born yeah. in the wrong body. Like, okay, that's a... So it's just a choice. Yeah. yeah. That's what you're saying. I'm, I'm probably still going to play it eventually, but when the game's on sale, I'm not spending full money on this fucking game. Um, <laughs> but I, I still like the way Bridget plays, and Bridget's been my main since he was added into the series. But Bridget will always be a boy to me because that was Bridget's yeah. story, and you can't... Like, I everybody has problems when a creator... Oh, he died. Uh, when a creator... Uh, are you back? <laughs> I said everybody has problems. Personally, I'm usually cool when a creator decides to do something with a character. 
because it's their character mm-hmm. to do it. As long as they they show the progression and it makes sense, right? Uh, but like, this just feels like a willy nilly like switch flip. Yeah. And people try to say like it progresses through all of the arcade mode, but I read a lot of the dialogue. It's like no, it it didn't. <coughs> it it yeah. really didn't. Yeah. And someone on Twitter was saying that there's a different ending, a good ending and a bad ending, but that's not apparently the case. Yeah. Is that he I, I says don't know. he's a girl no matter what. Yeah, that's yeah. what it seems like, yeah. It, it may, usually there are multiple endings, so it yeah. may turn out to end up being nothing by the end. Yeah. That, well, no, I've seen, it, yeah. uh, I've seen someone get the good ending. Oh. And yeah. it's basically the same as the bad mm. ending as far as as Bridget saying, I'm a girl now. Yeah. It may even end up getting reversed in the next game for all we know, because <laughs> again, di- like this is why yeah. like I'm, I'm a little upset, but I just saved it for a little bit at the end because it, it's dice gay. Yeah. He, he cannot keep a cannon to his games, period. It just, it doesn't <laughs> stay. Every, it still reflects that things happened, but then it ignores that they mm-hmm. happened at the same time. It, it's, it's less stringent than a Mario cannon. Yeah. yeah well, maybe so. Bridget will, Detransition in the next one. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think did Bridget even transitioned either. It's just kind of like no. a saying, you know, like physically Bridget's still a boy. <laughs> yeah. In every way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. All, all the way down to his yo-yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll probably still play Bridget. I, I really like the way his gameplay is. So. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. That's all, that's all I want to say on that subject. Thank you all cool. for watching. If you enjoy the Vomitorium, please, please share it with somebody else. Grow the show, especially as we transition into a fuller live format. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of some things. I might add some stuff to the show. We don't know. You want other people around to experience it too. Get that chat fuller. We'll have a good time. And if you really enjoy the show, please give a donation to streamlabs.com slash Vomitorium Live. Helps out the show. Get me my money back for that last uh, month of hosting fee. Uh, I'm going to leave that up for the whole month, even though this is our last uh, recorded show. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.